Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Mark Giannato is the sports commerce over at the Commercial Appeal. Host of Giannato and Jeffrey from 2 to 4 every day here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Joins us every Wednesday and he joins us now. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Just trying to... This is my fir- This is the first year where I've had... My my kid is now actually has a fall break, mm. and so like trying to balance working and also you know my yeah. wife has a job and taking care of the kids, but it's been a hectic week so far. It's impossible, by the way, to do that. Like there is no balance. I mean, it's just that's a. No, that's it's a, like you got it. You got it. Like I was literally like when my young yesterday when my youngest napped for like an hour and a half. I was like, all right, how much work can I get done in an hour and a half? Like put exactly. one in front of the TV, the other, and like it was just like. And it's like you never, you know, I, I mapped out, here's where I'm going to get done in this hour and a half. And of course, I didn't get, you know, I only did like two-thirds of it. Not so a I chance. Know. Yeah. There, it, like, it, ends, it ends up, I did, I did, I do most of my work now between the hours of like 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. It feels like. Uh, uh, you have to. I mean, it's just like there's no <laughs> other way, man. Like you cannot uh, pull yourself away long enough. I mean, I got a damn bounce house in my office now. I mean, how the hell am I supposed to do any work in my office when I have this gigantic bounce that I have to get in, by the way? Like, it's not just enough to have it in there. I got, I got to get uh, in there. you got to go play. Yeah, yeah you got to go play. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, kids are great, folks. Kids are amazing. We have to say that. We are contractually obligated well, listen, to say that. Listen, you do all this now, John, because 60 years from now when you can't walk and you right. can't feed yourself, like that, that, this is <laughs> – it all comes. It all comes full circle. Comes mm-hmm. back around. It's like it's like a it's like a really 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 long horizon 401k. You know, like uh, but but it's it's costly <laughs> in the mean. It's like it costs a lot. You know, uh, in the meantime, in between time. All right, uh, let's uh, let's dive in. Um, <laughs> let's just start with Memphis basketball. Uh, okay. Billy Trey Richmond announced his Final Four today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just sort of mentioned it in the beginning of the show, and I, I don't want to get too much into it, but. You know, people probably see the comments from from Trey's dad, from Billy, and and think that Memphis is just all the way out. Uh, I think Memphis is actually sitting prettier than most believe. But just as someone who who uh, you know, you've been here for a while now, so this is you're you're familiar. But just the the week in Memphis basketball, like, is it? What do you just make of you know Billy's comments and you know the 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 sort of you know I don't know if it's controversy or drama, but just all of it is is the, is this yeah. not just the most Memphis basketball thing ever? Um, yeah, kind of. You know, like it, I don't think. Here's what I'd say. I'm not. I don't think it is um, unusual 
Well, I guess I, mean, I don't think what he did is unusual for like the parent of a player to do if they're upset about something or whatever. Right. What I guess in other places it doesn't get it. It's not. It's just the college basketball team is not as big a deal as it is here. Right. You know, and so it doesn't get amplified the way it just sticks on the message board. You know, like everyone's got scandalous message board posts that like every school, every team, every team I've covered. Um, it's just usually they don't rise up and become like a story story. Um, I will say, however, like this is some unique circumstances in that you have, you know, Billy Richmond is a prominent local business owner, a former university of Memphis basketball player and the father of what appears to be Penny's top recruiting target right now. Um, so those circumstances make it a story more than what he actually said. Um, just because now at the same time, you know, like I was talking to someone last, last night who said jokingly, but also semi-seriously, like the reality is if you're like really dig down deep into the inner workings of Billy Richmond's recruitment, like Billy Richmond's mom is really, even though it would, you would think his dad is, you know, cause he's a former basketball player and a, you know, prominent business owner would be like kind of in charge of the recruitment. His mom is in charge of the recruitment and jokingly said, well, if, if, if Billy hates Memphis, well, maybe that, maybe that's good for Memphis's chances because the mom's <laughs> going to do whatever Billy doesn't want, you know, like, um, so, and it was said like jokingly, but like, you know, at the same time, do I think Billy Richmond the third is not going to choose Memphis because of what, Billy Richmond put on Facebook. No, I think he was probably not going to pick Memphis all along, to be quite honest. I think the moment he ended up in Camden, New Jersey with DJ Wagner and under the tutelage of Dewan Wagner, you could probably read the tea leaves and figure out, you know what? Kentucky's the favorite in this one. Um, and so um, what do I make of it is uh, other than like, it just sounds like it's a, you know, a dad who isn't, happy about you know certain things uh i think his comments about nil felt a little i don't know hollow just because it felt like it felt like to me maybe penny isn't offering these freshmen the same amount of nil as sec schools are but based on the recruiting hall he got out of the portal this year i gotta believe penny's got some nil at his disposal i know he you know he's got a certain you know, his personality is charming and, you know, like it's hard. I can see why a lot of kids would want to play for him um, based on his reputation, based on his, you know, he's just, he's an icon, you know, from a, from a basketball standpoint, that name is, you know, he's a one name guy. You just say Penny and everyone knows who you're talking about and not just in Memphis. And um, so, but like, he had to have some NIL to get Javon Quinterly, to get Jordan Brown, to get David Jones. Like that, those guys weren't, aren't coming here and, and playing for free. I don't think. Um, so um, I kind of just took it as, you know what? They're probably not going to get Billy Richmond the third. And in this day and age with the transfer portal, just like, you know, with the Curtis given thing, it, you know, it stinks. And it's like, it's, it's notable just because Penny clearly has put in, a significant amount of effort into getting Curtis Givens the third and Billy Richmond the third. But like in the transfer portal era, you get, you get, you know, this stuff isn't, 
you know, the end of the world anymore, um, for better or worse. You know, I love, I, I think you agreed with me when we talked about it. Like, I love the big recruiting battles covering them the last 10, 15 years. And it's just not the same anymore nope. because you've got, you know, you've got backups. So the stakes are like, so much lower, you know? Yeah, like missing on, missing on Curtis Givens and Billy Rich in the third. Like, let's just be honest. That's like kind of the thing that got Larry Finch. You know, yes. people started pushing Larry Finch out when he yep. missed on a bunch of big-time yep. local kids. That's just not – it's not the same. It's just totally different now because the, Penny's going to go get kids in the transfer portal after this year. <laughs> That's just the truth. Yep, I, I do. I think it it, it, uh, it, it it removes, you know, I think a pretty you – know, maybe not for the coaches – but for the fans and for the media, it removes a pretty sort of juicy dyna- – it removes a juicy dynamic from mm-hmm. the sport, you know? Um, yeah. Because, like, you're exactly right. There, There's there's really no reason to get bent up out of shape or, the flip side of that, excited about getting a high school mm-hmm. player now because it works the other way too, you know? It works the other way where you can get a kid and he can come here and he may or may not play – and then, like, somebody else can just go poach him for, you know, like, it used to really sting or it used to really resonate, right? When Memphis got James Wiseman, you know, like, that was like, oh, my God, Memphis is back, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, because – Well, I still think if Memphis got the number one recruit in the country, like, if Cooper Flagg was coming to well, Memphis, yes, that would true. be a huge freaking deal, you know? Like, but, like, even, like, put it this way, like, even, a, even um, getting a Lester Quinones was big, you know? I mean, like, yeah. it, it, and it just sort of feels like, uh, you know, that like whatever. <laughs> like you'll mm-hmm. you'll find that guy in the portal, and that's fine. No, you the know? reality is, I would still predict today, given the way college basketball is, I think it's more likely than not Curtis Givens the third and Billy Richmond the third, and wind up playing playing at Memphis at some point. I totally I would, agree. I would, I would I totally think, like, agree. especially maybe maybe the Billy Richmond thing is, you know, maybe that's a bridge too far now because we know about this sort of divide between the father and and uh and penny but i certainly would predict it with curtis givens that like he's gonna play at memphis at some point yeah i mean i look again i i I don't think the billy the the trey richmond to memphis uh i i don't think that's by any means decided uh you know just because of what you know what billy has posted on facebook um i i I think memphis has a really a, a great chance um, mm-hmm. and that's separate of, you know, and it's, you know, some, you mentioned it, you know what I mean? Like that's, there, there are dynamics here, uh, that I really yeah. hate and don't want to get into, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just not, yeah. I, I don't want to do that, but, um, but yeah. So anyway, it's just, a I, this, this, I will say the Trey, the Trey Richmond recruitment feels a little old school, you know, it does feel mm-hmm. a little, you know, Memphis, Kentucky, you got connections, yeah, yeah. you know? Well, the whole—I mean, Take the, whole, the gloves I mean, off, baby. You say old school. I say like I—I, I, you know, I mean, maybe there are other examples of this, but like just all the different things intertwined. John Calipari, yes, and Dewan yes. Wagner, and DJ Wagner, and Billy Richmond, and 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 Penny, and like there's a lot. Like honestly, it—I don't even know if old school is the right phrase, other than just it's like it's a compelling recruitment, right? Just because of all the characters involved yes. in it. Yes, no question about it. So anyway, yeah. he's down to four. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how quickly uh, that decision does in fact come. Uh, all right, Memphis football has a game this Friday uh, mm-hmm. against Tulane, standalone game. Ryan Silverfield bought twenty five hundred tickets. That comes out to fifty G's of his own money. 
Uh, so hopefully it will be a good crowd. Um, what does this game represent to you for Ryan Silverfield and for Memphis? Um, well, I think it's two different things. I think for Ryan Silverfield, it's a chance to finally like emerge from the hole he dug himself the last two years. Like I think if you can win this, and obviously you know part of it is contingent on you know finishing the last six games of the year strong, but the reality is if you win this, you are almost certainly going to be favored in every game the rest of the way. And you are going to be the favorite to win the AAC. And you are going to have a very good shot at being in a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, you're going to have, and, and so I think for Ryan, it is just, I mean, I, you know, we, we did a roundtable over at commercialbill.com. I mean, it's the biggest game of his head coaching career. I know he coached the Cotton Bowl, but. Um, that, that doesn't count. I mean, that. Yeah, well, like, he had already gotten the job. If he hadn't gotten the job yet, maybe I could I could be talked into the Cotton Bowl was a bigger game than this. Mm. But he'd already gotten the job when right. he coached. Like, and no one expected him to beat Penn State that day. Like, no one went in and went, he's got to beat Penn State to prove he's worthy of this job. No one was saying that going into the Cotton Bowl. Um, and, you know, so I, I just look at this for him as a way, you know, it's like a way to get people like me off his back. You Absolutely. know, like. You know, like, that's just the truth, um, you know. And, then, you know, and, like, the reality is if he loses this game, they're still going to have a decent shot at being in the AAC championship game because of how wide open and, frankly, how bad the AAC is this year. Um, like, they'll, they'll have a pretty good shot at still being the, sec, you know, yep. second, second team in there. Maybe they can't host. Maybe it's going to be a tough – it'll be an uphill climb to host the AAC championship game if you lose to Tulane. But you could still get into the AAC championship game even if you lose to Tulane. But in terms of momentum, in terms of like convincing people that Ryan is the right guy for this job, like this feels like a really important game given the spotlight on it, yep. given the stakes attached to it. Um, it just feels really. I, I think the program, you know, it, it's big for the program in the sense that again, you, you'll be in position to get back to where you were four years ago potentially. Um, but I just look at it more from the perspective of Ryan Silverfield because, like, like I said, it, it it'll be the it, it's the chance for him. We always go, man, like these coaches that end up on the hot seat uh, or get talked about as if they're on the hot seat. They never really come back from that, you know. Like ultimately, like you can, you know, that 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 <laughs> that uh, grim reaper is going to come for you at that point. That's you know, uh, you're just not going to uh, you're not going to get off the hot seat. Well, this is like an opportunity, it feels like to me, where you can really remove some of that. Um, if you go win this and you're 5-1 and one and you look at the schedule and you go, man, this is setting up for them to be 11-1. and one. Yep. Um, and that's, what, that's what's at stake here. And if you lose it, it's going to be kind of the same muddled mess that it feels like it's been, where there are some who want to give them, you know, you can look at it and go, well, they're four and two, and they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they still have a shot to win the AC championship. And then other people look at it and go, well, who have they really beaten? You know, mm-hmm. like who? Exactly. You know, who have they really? It'll exactly. be that we'll be back at the same place we've been, which we know is a bad place for Memphis football, even though it's not the worst place. It's right. Not as bad as it was back in the Larry Porter. But it's not a good place for Memphis. Exactly. Where like you're trying to elevate, ultimately, you know, and 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 that's not how you do it. There's I'll be, a real, there's a real opportunity here for Ryan. It's State. huge. I mean, I think it really has a chance to change the temperature of everything here if you're able to win this game. And and I just sort of went through it like, you you can't ask for a better climate in which to do that. It's at home. You got a bye week. 
This is not a this is not a the best version of Tulane, you know. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not ranked. I mean, they 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 just had a game against UAB 2 weeks ago at home where they were down. Uh, I, I yeah, say- now I put a little asterisk on that because it was Pratt's first game back. It's still only one game, though. So he's only had we hit it like they had a bye know, last week. But if week. you go look at the second half, like it was like it felt like the no, first it's half true. He was trying to get his leg. But back Memphis is better than UAB, though. I mean, I think that's sort of the oh yeah. You, so well, you I just sort if you if you look at the two resumes right now of Tulane and Memphis, eerily similar. Both of them have one loss, a respectable loss to an SEC team. An SEC team that people that's better than people thought before the year. Tulane lost Ole Miss. Memphis obviously lost to Missouri. They both have like a decent group of five win over Memphis over Boise State and uh, Tulane over South Alabama. And then they both have a closer than expected conference win. The one you mentioned last week against UAB for Tulane and then Memphis against Navy. Very, I know Tulane is, I guess, seen as a little better. But so far through five games, very similar resume to Memphis. Yes, yes. Uh, and so I think, again, when you consider all of that, and I know, again, the number has gone away from Memphis here a little bit, but I just don't, I just don't see uh, any reason why Memphis can't get this done. Uh, it won't be easy. They'll have to – I'll be interested to see how they coach it. You know, is it going to be – because I think what, what really bothers me sometimes about Memphis, this Memphis football team, is just they're so – conservative offensively a lot of the time um and 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 they and they were conservative in the first half against uh against Boise State and they got him in a 17-0 hole like I'll be interested to see how much they come out and just like let it rip because it is a high leverage situation you know it is and I wonder like will Silverfield sort of coach that way will he will he coach as though he's feeling it or will he just look at this opportunity as like let's throw this let's throw everything we got at him and 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 let's play free and I think that's the that's what I don't know. You know, that's what yeah. I can't. And I think it matters if Memphis can do that. I, I, I think I think they give have a you know treat it like that UCF win a couple of years ago. You know, like if you play that way, yeah. I think they have a chance. And if you don't, if you try to be conservative and you know keep everything short, I I, I don't think Memphis wins the game. To your point, I looked this up. Six of the past seven games Pratt has started. Tulane has scored uh, 35 or more points. If you go back, Memphis, eight of its last nine games against FBS teams, I think is the right number. I gotta, you have to go check the round table to be sure. But like, it's something like that. Memphis has scored fewer than 35 points. They're going to have to put up more than 35 points. No question. It, it, yep. you know, like they're going to have to put up more than 35 points to win this game, speaking to your aggression point. Um, and, like, you know, that's – Harder to do. They don't play with the same tempo they did under Norvell. It's, and then, you know, the reality is college games are a little shorter now, too. Like, it's harder to put up the 35 points now True. than it was five years ago. But um, both because of decisions made by the coaching staff and decisions made in college football at large. But I, I just think the offense, you know, like, look back at all the biggest games Memphis has won. I, the only two I can think of recently where they won a big game and it was like, they didn't just outscore the team or the Ole Miss game from 2019 and the Mississippi State game from 2021. But, like, if you go back and you think about what are all the big wins they've gotten at home over the years, a lot of times it involves, you know, that UCF game you mentioned, the SMU game that year, uh, I think the year after that, um, the, the, the um, 
what am I blanking on here? The UCLA game from yep. 2017. Yep. Like they went out and, you know, they went up and rolled up and got some point, you know, outscored, outscored a team. Um, and typically in the AAC, that's the formula that works more often than not. Um, so. Bill and Gabriel, by the way, I'm just like, <laughs> that was like the greatest game ever against Memphis. Dude had 601 yards, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, and then, Brady, and then Brady marched him down the field yes. at the end of the game. I mean, and Brady had 500. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was that's, I mean, that's I remember, crazy. I remember that game. It was like I remember sitting in the press box with my damn mask on going, God, it's a damn shame. There, No one is able to be here. No question. This is a fantastic game. I, mean, I had the um, under in that game. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't have the under. But, uh, but man, that's, uh, I'm, I'm sure there were people out there that did. And that was, uh, but I, I'm just glad we got a legitimate – like this is like the first time – literally I think it is – it feels like to me the biggest game the program has played since the Cotton Bowl. Like very clearly, agreed to me. Agreed, um, and thank goodness. Like I'm glad that that feeling is back finally. Like the last two seasons were kind of you know, especially as things went down the tubes. And and to be fair, last year around this time is when it went down the tubes. I believe right. they started four and one last year too. So um, we're not past that yet. We're not past some threshold where like we can definitively say this is going to be better than the last two years. I think it is. It's especially because of the way the schedule is shaped up and the way the league looks. Um, you know, they just like, like simply put, uh, after you get through this one, maybe the SMU game will be a tight spread. Um, but that's it. I think everything else, you're going to be like a touchdown favorite or more, I think, um, if you win this game. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. We're talking to Mark Giannato, sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal, host of Giannato and Jeffrey here on 92. All right, before we get you out of here, Grizzlies 2-0. Uh, I, I know every time Zaire walks and, and, and chews gum at the same time that people lose their minds. Yeah. Uh, any other takeaways from the first two preseason games? Next time, of course, the Grizzlies will be in FedEx Forum. It will be for the regular season. Any takeaways for you in these two preseason games? Um, well, I liked that Steven Adams looked didn't just play, but looked like himself and looked healthy in the first one. I think that's huge. Um, like the way that you know, it looks like Des, uh, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. are ready right now. Like, honestly, they don't really need – I don't. I would consider, honestly, not playing them these last three preseason games or playing them sparingly because um, they look ready, <laughs> you know, and they're going to have to carry a heavy load uh, here in the first 25 games, I suspect. Um, I mean, I've said this for the last couple months, and I kind of – I still feel this way. My, my gut tells me I, – I don't trust Zaire – Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, to be like the backup wing in the playoffs. I, I, maybe they will. Maybe may, I'll, I, I could be proven wrong over the course of the regular season. One of them has a breakout year, and the, the Grizzlies are fine going into the playoffs. But I've been saying for a couple months, I still suspect that their like, backup wing is not on the team right now, and they're going to have to go pick it up at the trade deadline. Um, that would be my gut feeling on this. Yep. Um, cause I, I just don't, I don't trust any either. Like I'm not going to, I, those guys are going to have to do it over like a 20, 25 game span in the regular season. I am not going to change my mind based off of a couple preseason games, especially one last night where the, every meaningful player for the bucks didn't even play. Um, not every meaningful player, but the, the their biggest stars did not even play in the game. Um, so you know they got they got they're gonna have to they're gonna have to prove it over the course of a good chunk of games and I think 
the Grizzlies are smart to give them the runway, you know, leading into the trade deadline. Okay, here, you guys, because it's not like, it's not imperative to have a good backup wing, I don't think, or reliable backup wing during the regular season. I do think, though, when you look through, okay, who's going to play in the playoffs when we get to the playoffs, and that's what this is all about ultimately, like, like we can talk all we want about the Grizzlies being slighted, job being slighted, whatever. This team is going to be judged by what happens in the playoffs. It happened last year. Like, nothing they did in the regular season mattered. It was how they went out against the Lakers that everyone remembers. Um, and, frankly, the same went for two years ago. You know? Yep. Everyone remember. You know, you were able to take heart in, well, Jod didn't finish the Golden State here. You were able to, like, talk yourself into some things uh, on the other end of the spectrum. But um, if you think about what is this playoff rotation going to look like and what is the bench rotation going to look like in the playoffs – um, you know, like Kennard seems like a guy, you know, I feel good about him being a guy off the bench for this team. You know, I think um, Santi and Xavier Tillman, you know, I feel okay about in spurts, um, you know, in the playoffs maybe. Um, but, I, you know, I'm not there. I'm not there with uh, – I'm just not – like you need a backup wing. Like the reality is when the playoffs come around, you're going to be playing – you're probably going to be playing Marcus Smart. Um and, like, Marcus Smart can cover a variety of players. But, like, are you really going to put Marcus Smart a lot on LeBron James in a playoff series? I, I, you know, now right. maybe the Grizzlies right. go, we have Tillman to do that now. Yeah. We saw that in the playoffs. He can do it. But yeah. um, I just think you need another – I think you need a – I think this team needs another, like, guy it can rely on as right. part of its eight- or nine-man rotation. And I'm just not convinced – that we're going to get to the playoffs and we're going to go, we can rely on Zaire, Jake LaRavia, or David Roddy. I think I'm you're right. I think you're right. And they do have the ammunition to make a move like that, and I think they would not yeah. be a like, I'm not talking some big move. I'm talking exactly. like get a veteran back guy who can be your eighth man in a playoff series. Yep. You know, play defense and hit some open shots. That's what you need. Exactly. No question. Hey, Mark, man, appreciate the time as always, dude. Thanks. All right, guys. Yep. Thank you. He is Mark Giannato. Host of Gennaro and Jeffrey Sports Commerce for the Commercial Appeal. Appreciate his time as always. We've got two, uh, got two NBA bets. Full season. Okay. Full season. One of them is Grizzlies over win total, 45 and a half. Did bet that. Okay. Uh, do think uh, they're, again, I, I, I'll say it again. Um, I just, and, and I haven't seen anything in the preseason that, that, that makes me think any differently. And there's been some more fuel to this flame. Uh, but I just love where they're at. Uh, I love like sort right. of how uh, you know discounted they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the end, the greats, right? They channel uh, doubt. They channel the naysayers. Um, you know, and 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 it's a lot easier sort of to overperform. For example, right mm-hmm. when the world is up against you, it's a lot harder to overperform when everybody thinks you're going to be amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, you can't. You know, like, like the Chiefs can't. The Chiefs can't mm-hmm. overperform. Right. There's they 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 go undefeated. They right. people be like, yeah, well, they have Mahomes. You know, so it's like, yeah. but but it is a lot easier to overperform when everybody says you're not going to be able to get back. You're not going to be able to keep everybody, uh, you know, uh, in the lineup. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.